Hello again, everybody. This is Lance Russell with Championship Wrestling with another big week. Join us right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Double Dropkick Show. I'm Heath Mulliken. And I'm Mark Whitman. And we just finished not a very heavy lunch, but a good lunch mm-hmm. at an undisclosed location. It was, it was enjoyable. It was, it was good. Enjoyable. Is it that every Saturday or they change it up a little bit? No, it's a brunch every Saturday because okay. there's just not a lot of people here. Yeah. On the weekend. <clears throat> so they do something pretty easy, pretty light. I got and you. And then breakfast is like continental. Go in so there and make your own. Yeah. Get, throw yourself a bagel or a. Right, right, right. Now they used to Sundays. They used to do a big spread, but I don't know if they do that anymore. Um, So, as you know, if you've listened to the last couple of episodes, uh, we're celebrating the ninth anniversary of the Double Dropkick show. And if you go back, what a great experience. Our first episode, what got you into wrestling? And we didn't talk before we hit record. No, sir. And we found out it was the same match mm-hmm. that got us into wrestling. And then when you start asking around, you realize this is the match that got a lot of people of our generation watching wrestling. Yeah. So we will put a link to this in the show notes. It is, um, I got to turn the volume down here a little bit. Um, hold on a second. Uh, from July the 13th, 1985, it's the Rock and Roll Express and the Russians. This is about a 43-minute video, and uh, here's what I, you know, we're not going to do the play-by-play. just want to yeah. talk about it as we're, w- w- the thing I remember most about this, and the, it was a Sunday, we rushed home because at that point in time, you had... Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling came on Saturday. Uh-huh. Sunday was Worldwide Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And what we're seeing right now, Johnny Weaver interviewing Rock and Roll Express. We've never seen the Rock and Roll Express. This is literally their first appearance <coughs> on Crockett Television. That's right. That I can recall. When do you – I don't remember – they played a few videos, correct? A few weeks heading into it, and I was already watching wrestling. Yeah, but I was not hooked on wrestling. Yes. I was not addicted to wrestling. Yes, I guess like I still am. Um, the boss Magnum TA out there, and you can already just watching this, and I didn't see. I've never seen this part because mm-hmm. I got home from church late. This came on at twelve. I got home at like twelve twenty. Yeah, and. Um, you could, this is a, you, this is, has a big fight feel mm-hmm. that you normally did not get on the weekly television shows. Yeah. I remember they had, they had played a few, um, introductory, you know, where they, I think it played, you know, rock and roll is king. Probably. I, I can imagine the song. That's what they were playing. Right. Um, it kind of showed them hitting a couple of moves and hitting the double drop kick and, and then we get here. And I was over. Uh, it's funny that you remember things like this, man. We went to my Aunt, my Aunt May and Aunt Beth, who were the, they had raised my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, they were the sisters of my great-grandmother, uh-huh. uh, Aunt May and Aunt Beth. And they lived together, and both of them, what they called back then, I don't know what they call them now. Um, but back then they called them old maid. Yeah. Yeah. They'd, they'd never been married, you know? Yeah. And they shared a house together and kind of like the golden girls, I guess. Right. Um, right. kind of did like that and they would cook and that's one of the, you know, uh, I, this has got nothing to do with wrestling. No. We're just talking the yeah. memories that this brings up. So when we would go over there, it's one of those meals that I would appreciate now that I didn't appreciate then. Correct. You know, that I didn't, I wish I could go back and, and cause they would make a spread. Mm. It would be fried chicken and macaroni pie and green beans and mashed potatoes. And, um, and they'd make a sweet potato pie. And that's the kind of stuff I guess I didn't appreciate then. 
Uh, they're Dusty and Ric Flair. I'd kind of like to hear. Yeah, so, let's um, <clears throat> let's tune in. So, I'm telling you, if you want to talk about a big fight field, yeah. they've got Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair in here talking about between Jim Crockett with Jim Crockett there. Yeah. Now, what's Flair going to say? Let's see. I'm telling you, if you were a fan, and you were. You want to – this is called putting somebody over. Yeah, the two – because this would have been the era when Ric Flair was still kind of a tweener. Yeah. When he was uh, – I mean, you got Magnum TA on commentary. You got your three biggest stars, basically. This is right after Flair had wrestled Nikita <laughs> yeah. at the Great American Bash. Correct. This is when Flair was a baby – he was a tweener right now. He was right. A, based on – he had the matches with Buddy Landell, I think. Or they would be coming shortly after this. The yeah. This is with Landale. I'm telling you, now that we're in the Russian locker room, and uh, I'm telling you, and then they're selling selling tickets. So go back, Aunt May cooks a meal. Yeah, and it, but it's just one of those meals, man, that you wish you could go back and appreciate as an adult. Sweet potatoes, yeah. sweet potato pie, and, you know. And she, they would just make this big spread on Sundays. And then mm-hmm. – uh, we got done eating, and they were, the grown-ups were sitting around, and I can remember going. She had the big floor model TV, you know, and I remember sitting in the floor, and like you, I'm not sure at what point I turned it on, Yeah. but I remember just getting behind the Rock and Roll Express. Yeah. I can remember. And they got the fog machine going right there. It's a big yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. And they look cool. And, oh, yeah. I mean, maybe not by today's standards. If you go back and watch this, you don't think they look cool at all. Uh, and they've, they've been rocking that same, that same style for 40 years. you got to stick with what works. And you got yeah. Bob Cottle getting ready to do – is that nice, David? I can't tell. The f- I can't tell. That's kind of green. That's Bob Cottle doing yeah. the ring introductions. It is. This – I I don't remember any of this. Like I said, I – only saw probably the last half of this match. So and we've talked about this before, but this match consumed the entire episode. Yes, that's right. Um, this is at the time this would have been groundbreaking. I don't know that. I mean, well, I mean for for a Sunday for a match to take up the whole episode to have the star power put behind. Putting the, I mean that's the guy that beat Bruno San Martino. <laughs> Correct. Like, in context, for to give you an idea, because it, it it had been fairly recently, man. It would be like if, uh, man, who's been there? Who's been in WWE for ten years? That was a world champion. Randy you know, Orton. Yeah, I mean, that, well, man, Randy Orton's probably a bigger star than Ivan Koloff was, but uh, I was just trying to think. I maybe, I don't know if you'd go with the Miz. I don't think that's a fair right comparison. But you know what I mean. It's only been like ten years since he beat San Martino. 10, yeah, ten, twelve years. Yeah, oh, early what year 70. was that? Seventy-two, seventy-three. And there you got that traitor. Crushy, Crusher Khrushchev. Khrushchev. What a great name. That's a, that's a wonderful name. Crusher Khrushchev. Oh, man. Just. Sorry. We're, I mean, we're captivated. We're 30 I do. Years I just, I kind of just want, I want to watch the match. I mean, I, but, you know, then we go to Aunt May's house. So I go in there and I sit down and I start watching this. Yeah. <clears throat> and that was, that was where I was going. And then, you know, I'm, Obviously, as it works its way through, you'll see what happens. But then I can remember when we'd leave Aunt May's, she'd always put us together what I called. Probably got it from her, a goodie bag. Yeah, goodie bag. Did you used to get goodie bags when you leave people's houses? I think they were just glad I was leaving. Well, I've always, people have always really liked being around me probably more than they have you. That's very true. I've always been what they call the life of the party. 
Um, yes, yes. So I'm a downer. You are. God. If there's one, you're always griping and complaining you about up the word. Look up the word sourpuss. Yeah. In if the you dictionary. want to get an idea of what it's like to hang out with Heath for a day, go to go to YouTube and look for the SNL sketch called Debbie Downer because <laughs> that is Heath. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, she put us a good. Her and Aunt Beth would put us a goodie bag together, and it'd be. It was always the plastic uh, vegetable bag. Yeah. You know, the bags you get the vegetables in at the grocery store. <laughs> and it would have like an apple and an orange uh. and a couple of pieces of hard candy. Oh, yeah. I think they were just getting rid of stuff they didn't no, want. That's, that's right. what you, you know, right. There might be a, you know, there might be a pack of crackers in there that it got, maybe an oatmeal cream pie. Yes. And then, and then whatever loose change was laying around on the yes. counter, they'd pick oh, it up. Man, put it in yeah. there. And it was like, Okay, this apple's going bad tomorrow. Right. Hey, Mark. <laughs> you go here take you this go. apple with take you. Take this. Take yeah, this. Kept them from ha- they felt better than they would if they'd thrown it away. Right. Um, I, you know, I just remember getting home, and I knew I was – I remember the sense of urgency uh-huh. to get home because I was like – I think I knew who the Rock and Roll Express was because of the PW – they did a special mm-hmm. – PWI tag team issue, and yeah. I'm like, who are all these people? And um, but I'd never seen them wrestle. Yeah, I definitely knew who they were, but I didn't. I had never seen them do anything. And when I turned the TV on, listen, we in in Crockett, we'd never seen a team like this. Bandanas, right? I mean, up to this point, the biggest babyface team was. Steamboat and Youngblood, and they just wore trunks. Man, they were really good-looking guys. Yeah. But, yeah. You're <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, I'd like you, but you turn it on, you see, and they're wearing, like, I look for one of them checkerboard bandanas, and yes. I had to have one of those. Yes, you know? yes. And I'm pretty sure I got the one that was, I had one that was the that leopard print, the wild yeah. thing. I think I had one of those. And I had one that was uh, like blue and black checkerboard, and I had the checkerboard vans. I still have a pair of those, believe it or not. I I just want to say that as Bad Brad Finley and I would <laughs> wrestle in the basement, and we would tie, we would wear sweatpants, and we would put bandanas on, and you, it's the difference between being a professional and being a kid in the basement. Our bandanas would not stay on. <laughs> the Rock and Roll Express, I don't know what they did. Don't know how they tied them. Don't know if they were sewed into the clothing. Yeah, but they'd always wind up falling down around your ankles. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I'd have to tag out to Brad, and I'm sitting there on the ring apron <laughs> fixing, fixing my bandana, you know. Totally that's why unprofessional. That's, why, that's how y'all lost the titles one time. <laughs> well, like, yeah. you, you had a bandana slippage issue. <laughs> I, I'm, You know, I'm looking the other way, and he's getting double teamed. and. Uh, just one of those, yeah, one of those things, and I, yeah, I just um, there's just this uh, feeling in this match, like like you were seeing something special. You were seeing something different, man, because normally all you saw was was job matches and 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 enhancement matches to right. get over. You didn't see a lot of, if when you did see. The big stars match off against each other. There was three minutes left in the show, and, and it, right. they worked it to a fever pitch, and then said, "All right, you'll have to go, go down to the Greenwood Memorial Auditorium or Spartanburg or wherever, West Wheeling, West Virginia." And at this point, you know, Ivan Koloff. I have no idea how old he's probably not nearly as old as we think he is. I'll right bet here. you he's younger than we are right now. You know, that's probably true. I'll bet you he is. If not, he's close to our age. I bet, you know, see what year he was born I'm in. I'm going to do that. You uh, talk about what's happening on screen well, right now. Well, I mean, it's it's the beginning of what you – well, I guess what, what you don't realize as a wrestling fan, obviously at the time, especially being a 10-year-old kid, you were getting a lesson in, in tag team psychology, yeah. how tag team matches are supposed to be laid out, uh, especially when you're working towards a hot tag. Which is obviously what they're going to do. Ivan Cole lost forty three years old in this match. In this match, yeah. Wow. He's younger than we are now. And he, and he um Ivan Koloff was someone you could trust 
And, you know, in this, he's going to be the ring general. He's going to kind of yeah. control things. He's the veteran. He's going to – and he's still bumping around like a madman for these guys, <laughs> you know. And in the end, who's going to take the pin? It's going to be Ivan. Spoiler alert. Yeah. And they probably called 100% of this in the ring. Oh, I guarantee you. It's, it's, they just called something right there. Still covered it up better than John Moxley covered up cutting himself on TV the other day. Oh, my goodness. That was awful, man. But Did you that, see that? Is that on him or on the cameraman? I mean, I think it's on the cameraman. Well, right. yeah, I'm going to be honest A little with bit you. of both. I've seen, I've seen Bret Hart and Steve Austin bleed in many a match. Did you ever see them? Did you ever see them work their magic? No. You ever see Flair work his magic? No. His hands might have been on his forehead. Mm-hmm. I've seen Dusty. So, I mean, he didn't hide yeah. it much. But Moxley was on camera, reached into his mouth. took. Did you see it? Yeah. Takes the blade out of his mouth, cuts himself, and puts the blade back in his mouth. So that's not, And he did it just sitting up in the corner. But that fan base doesn't care. Right. You know, that, they weren't that, watching him yeah. at that time. And I don't even know what had happened that would have made him bleed. Oh, it doesn't take much for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody said... And it may be true that there may not be anybody who's ever bled on national TV as much as, as he has in just a few years. Maybe Ab- Abdullah the Butcher. Right. Maybe. Right. Even Abdullah didn't bleed much on TV. No, you had to pay to see that. Mm-hmm. We're in a living in a different world. Yep. Maybe John Cena. <laughs> Did John Cena ever bleed? Maybe once. Oh, yeah, yeah. He definitely bled a few times. But never on Raw or SmackDown. I don't think so. I don't think it would have probably been on pay-per-view. Listen, you know what would – if this match right here were happening at a WWE show, if this match were happening on Raw in 2012, they'd be chanting CM Punk right now. That's right. That's right. Because Khrushchev is just – this. they're – they're working the heat. They're just he's just twisting Ricky Morton's arm. Did I tell you that I have the I mean, head? I mean, I have the wrestling magazine. I forget the name of the. I think I sent you a picture of it one time. I have a wrestling magazine after this happened. This oh. guy, this guy, it was on the cover, and it was an yeah. article about it. I still have it. Wow. There's old Tommy Young. If I can find it, I'll send you some scans of it so you That'd can be phenomenal. You can put it with the. I feel like we're not doing the match justice. No, you know? no. I mean, we're we're kind of watching, we're kind of talking, and look, you're just seeing the basic tag team, yeah, wrestling. We've not seen anything fancy, but in wrestling at its best, and here's what a lot of independent guys don't don't get: someone. Has got to be in peril, right? At some point in the match, that's if, what makes people care. And if you're watching a Rock and Roll Express match, that someone is going to be Ricky Morton. This nine, is true. Nine times out of ten, they're going to their first commercial break. Eight fifteen, Columbus, Georgia, the Municipal Auditorium. Thanks to whoever posted this for cutting out the commercials. Yes, yes. Ricky Morton still down. Now you're starting to see just that that formula of the Rock and Roll Express match. He's got the man up in the air just choking him. Yeah. They're manhandling. I remember this is the point where I was getting mad. Mm-hmm. I'm going, why are they doing that to that little, that little fella? Yeah. You know, it was starting to make me mad. I didn't realize my emotions were being manipulated right. as, a, as a 10-year-old kid or a 9-year-old kid. Now, at this point... Ricky Morton, if this were in 2022, Ricky Morton would have already done five super kicks. Oh, he would have jumped up like nothing had happened. Right. Cut 10 flips and knocked Crusher Khrushchev off to me. There we go with the first hot tag. Yeah. But that's not the full-blown hot tag. That's not the hot tag that's going to blow the place. Yeah.
Yeah, they didn't even. Um, he didn't overcome the obstacle of both of them. And he puts no. Martin right back. I never understood I that. I never understood that either. Oh, there we see. This is what we're seeing that we. Um, that. Uh, uh oh, they're going to make a wish here with Ivan Koloff. Yeah, I never understood. The guy gets beat up for 10 minutes, makes the tag, and then tagged right back in. Yeah. Well, that's the Rock and Roll Express's formula. Now, maybe – now, did they – who's the legal man here? Oh, my goodness. Are we seeing that it was an illegal <laughs> pin that no. happened in 1985? <laughs> now, that time, Crusher Khrushchev. And now it's Ivan Kovac. There you go. Yeah. They get him coming back up. Yeah, we had never seen any. I had never seen anything like this. No, the I mean, because all, all you had seen is <clears throat> them beating up guys that, that who you didn't know and who, who clearly weren't in the same class and the level as them. And every now and then you get a few minutes of a good match. You get an angle that was shot that was good. But even with the babyface tag team, I mean, the top babyface tag team in the era that I had watched wrestling to this point had been Dusty Rhodes and Manny Fernandez. Right. And the brief run, I believe, in 84, it, when they had the tag team titles. This would have been, honestly, I had probably only been watching wrestling a month or two. Yeah. Um, I remember... Leading up to Starcade 84, that was the Million Dollar Challenge. And um, I remember seeing a little bit of that. Um, and I think in that January is when I – I mean, I'm trying to remember when, like, the Kernoodle and – when did Kernoodle and Ivan Koloff – I mean, Kernoodle may be out – He's out by this point. I'm I'm pretty confident yeah. he's out because I don't remember him being a, being with them. But when they, but Dusty, it was uh, maybe Nikita and Flair in the cage. Yeah. And Dusty comes to save Flair, and that's, that's when right. And they jump on they Dusty, jumped. and that's when the all that starts. Yeah, that would have been right after this, I guess. Yeah. Here we go. Now, maybe it's Robert's going to take a little butt kicking. He does. They they evenly distribute the butt kicking. The Russians are known for one thing. It's making sure everything gets evenly distributed <laughs> amongst the population. <laughs> so, they're equal opportunity butt kickers on top of everything. Right. Yeah, they Nothing in this match so far has felt fake or choreographed. Uh, no. Can you say the same thing about what you watch on TV today? <laughs> None of it feels fake or choreographed. Did you see the spot, speaking of, in the Royal Rumble where Logan Paul and Ricochet collided in midair? Yeah. That was pretty amazing. Yeah. That was pretty they, good. Um, I also saw the clip where that that had been done in yeah, several other. So, yeah, yeah, they were. But that the first was still. I mean, folks, write this down. Logan Paul is a star. Yeah, I mean, whether you like it or not, right? <laughs> yeah. Whether you like it or don't, yeah, like yeah. it, the guy is a social media sensation. Yeah, and there's a reason for that. That's correct. You know, there's a reason for that. That's. Good or bad, there's right. a reason for it. I don't like it. I'll be honest with you. I know a lot of people are, oh, he's this and he's that. And he does. I mean, he does look the part. He doesn't yes. look phony in there. No. He's, got, he's got a nice, and he can fight. His brother yeah. can fight. Yeah. I just don't, you know. Just not your cup of tea. It's just not my cup of tea, man. But then that's fine. Everything doesn't have to be. That's what I think has been lost in, in watching wrestling today is that everything doesn't have to be your cup of tea. Right. I just watch the stuff I like and I fast forward through the stuff I don't. I think the problem is if there's not something that's your cup of tea at some point. Yes, exactly. Then maybe you want to think about watching something else. Right. Right. And I think that's one of the issues with indie wrestling 
it's become so vanilla, so generic mm-hmm. that you know if you if you want to see a hoss fight, you might as well not even go to an independent show. Not just that. Even the things that they call hoss fights are not hoss fights anymore. Like two you know, two hundred pound guys, right? Two two six foot two hundred pound guys. I'm sorry, that ain't a hoss fight. Um, what would be the and way? I, and I'm, I'm gonna tell you. I, yeah. saw, I saw what was it the guy said recently? Man said I'd like to do something original on the independent scene. I'd like to show up and be a guy that's too small who's never actually been in a fight. But I want everybody to believe I'm an MMA shooter that can kick out of everything. And you know, <laughs> which is seems to be everybody's gimmick. On, if you want, listen. It's like I tell these. You know, these Nimrods that dress up like they're in the military. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. They love it. They all, they always yeah. wearing the uh, the shirts and they yeah. and they act like they're in the military. But and, and I'm like, well, you're 22. You know you can go in the military. Right. They'll let you go in you the military. You pretend. don't have to pretend. You can do it. Uh, you know the same guys that have Punisher t-shirts but are scared to go in and stop the shooters in the school. Those kind right. of guys. Right. We know who I'm talking about here. Uh, it's the same with these. I'm a fake MMA guy. On the, right. You know. Just. Come up with something original, man. Right. Come up with something original. Everybody's a badass shooter that doesn't sell everything. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how Ricky Morton made his money. Yeah. We we have been watching two guys just get cream. Uh, like, this is in soccer. The Rock and Roll Express has only had possession 10% of the time. <laughs> right. It's been all Russians. But they're going to pull a Patrick Mahomes at some point. They're right. Make a big comeback. Did you see him? Like, you know, he got hurt. Yeah. His ankle was messed up. And then he got the, he took that run right at the end to get him the first down. Yeah. And that, oh, it's, I mean, it's amazing, man. That kid, he's fun to watch. Yeah. And then the guy pushed him out of bounds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were got, able to kick a field, got uh, him in the field goal position. Oh, did you see that the Bengals guy? There was yeah. a video. His teammate was just like yelling, why are you putting your hands on the quarterback? Yeah. Just, oh, man, just so close. I'm telling you what, there's a lot of people who don't like Joe Burrow. Give yeah. me that guy. Yeah. And, and, yeah. If I, you know, if I had to put the ball in somebody's hand. Right. Everybody being healthy, I'd still probably pick Mahomes. Right. If if I needed that touchdown. Right. But I don't tell you, man, and I ain't no Clemson fan. Mm-hmm. But you, your buddy Trevor Lawrence, man, that dude has come a long way. Yeah. I mean, they talking about turning that Jacksonville team around. Yeah, dude, they won two games. Yeah. Last year. And started out the season losing, and then all yeah. of a sudden turned it on, had a nine-game winning streak. I mean, that dude – and it ain't all him. Right, it's, it's right. Good, that's good coaching, I think. Well, well and the uh, When you get back-to-back first-round picks and you yeah. nail them both. Yeah, that's true. Or something the Cleveland Browns were never, never able to do. Right. They I'll tell you the one option. regret I've got uh-huh. is not selling my Baker Mayfield rookie a couple of years ago. <laughs> when it was at its peak. When it would have huh? been worth something. Yeah, I think Baker Mayfield, he might need to check out the XFL. Maybe. He may need to get one of them Tony Romo $180 million deals. Or Tom Brady. You know, I, I, I hope Tom Brady will take some of that billions of dollars he's about to make and, you know, have the Tom Brady Foundation pay back a little bit of that uh little bit about money they got. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just saying. Ivan Koloff, man, he used to take some. He did take some big bumps for a guy. You don't appreciate yeah. a 43-year-old man taking a bump till you get on up in age. <laughs> yeah. Like, man, I'm I'm 47, and I see guys like Jericho out there doing, doing some of the stuff they're doing, and it yeah. just it blows my mind. Well, you and I abused our bodies. And they, well, they abused their bodies in a different way. Yeah, but they also took care of them. I mean, you know, right. they ate right. And Look at the sweat dripping off. I mean, this is in, I want to say this is the Shelby High School gym. Is it? Was this in, I thought this was in Spartanburg. I think it was in. I think this was in Shelby. 
You're probably right. I mean, you listen. I trust your recall a lot better than I do mine. But I did. I've always thought it happened in Spartanburg. Um, talk amongst yourselves, wrestling fans. You're googling when the uh, everybody. Just so you know, hope hope nobody was watching along with us thinking that we were going to do some kind of commentary. It just was, no, I think we said that at the yeah, beginning. We're we weren't going to do commentary. We're just going to watch it while we talk. But again, this has been look at these people going nuts. The crowd's getting started. All because he he's they're trying to make a comeback. And you know, you can't hear it, but you rock and roll. And rock Ricky Morton and, and uh, Ricky Morton's getting them hyped up. Yeah. Here we go. Is, is he going to get it or is he going to cut? And this is when it started with the the manipulation of my emotions that I didn't oh, realize. Right. Oh, and I thought, oh, no, he didn't get it. And now Ricky Morton's going to come in and gets a, just gets a shot in. And Tommy Young's trying to get control of the situation. And I saw something one time. I think it was, I know it was an independent show. And the referee, a referee got distracted, uh-huh. and the heel did not break any rules. Yeah. And I thought, I the whole point, uh-huh. of the when referee. the referee turns his back, you thumb in the eye, you choke, you throw him over the top rope. But now they do all that in front of the referee. Right. And they bury, I mean, there's no rules in wrestling anymore. Yeah. I think Robert was maybe going to go for a sleeper, but he just clotheslined him. And they're just both down. And look look at these two little girls on the front row. They, <laughs> they about to lose their minds. They are going crazy for the Rock and Roll Express. And Robert, you thinking, <laughs> Robert, he's right there. Yeah. Come on, man. Just reach out your hand. And you don't realize Robert's going by. I didn't see it. <laughs> I mean, they're <laughs> looking at the wrong corner. <laughs> He's look. Oh, he's yeah, so Robert. desperate, man. <laughs> so, oh man. Now we're gonna get the when we get the real hot tag, uh-huh. you're gonna see this. This is that hot tag is what made me a wrestling fan. The hot tag that's coming up yeah. is what made me a wrestling fan. Right here. Okay, now watch. He's gonna get Ricky Morton off. And there's the referee's distracted. There's Crusher Crew Chef cheating and Ivan Cole off that patented move. And there he's going to make the cover, and this is it. This is over. One, two. And I would think, man, this guy, he sure is tough. Now the people have got that look on. They're worried about him now. Right. They're worried now it's about like Robert. this man is going to be seriously injured. And all we've seen, punches and kicks. Arm bars. And arm bars and headlocks. Knee drops. Yes. They have just been wearing him down. Mm-hmm. Because it, we've, it's like wrestling at its best is when the action and the drama blend together. If yeah. you got too much mm-hmm. of one or the other, you mm-hmm. got to find that right mix. You know, Bret Hart used to, I think it was Bret Hart in his book or somewhere, he talked about selling. And he would, if you ever watched Bret Hart sell, he didn't sell like everybody else. He said, because. Not a lot of people have been power bombed, and mm-hmm. everybody stubbed their toe. Yeah. So if you sell, like when you stub your toe, that oh, you know, yeah. and you kind of you know, that's how you sell, man. And that's what you see, Rob. You see these guys kicking their legs, yeah, moving their arms, and oh, and grab it. That's that's how you sell. I would have liked for Crusher to have bit the fingers right there. That would have added a little something. I mean, you know. Why not? This just ruins the match for Oh, yeah. What he should do right now is throw Robert Gibson out of the ring and then have Robert stand there so he can jump off on him and Robert can catch him. He can just stand there looking stupid until he finally decides. Because he's going to have to hype the crowd up for 45 seconds before he actually jumps on him. Golly, they've just been beating the pee out of him. <laughs> Literally, I think I see yeah. a little pee. On the... <laughs> Robert still got those same boots. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he stopped. He had those boots on last time I saw him. Now look at, I love me. He's wrenching the arm, and Ivan Koloff's got him in a head scissors. S- simple but effective. You know, 
I wonder what kind of living the Rock and Roll Express have made since they were on national TV. I mean, you know, have they made a pretty... I think... You know, you almost feel bad for these guys. Now we're in an era when they can sell merchandise fairly easily online. You know, they missed out a good 20 years of selling stuff online. If... What we should have done in 1985, we should have convinced our fathers to let us get some t-shirts printed driven up to shelby on the day this was recorded and when people were coming out get your rock and roll express t-shirt right here yeah we would have made enough to had gas to go home probably that old guy is not impressed that looked like frank howard don't put all <laughs> coach from clemson now here we go is this it is this the time robert gibson fighting back and see, Robert Gibson hit Ivan Koloff five times. <laughs> Ivan Koloff hit him once. Yes. Now, when are they going to stand toe-to-toe and chop each other? Start throwing forearms. Yes. Have we seen any forearms in this match? I haven't seen a forearm or a chop. Or... Look at the way just Robert Gibson's face, how he's breathing. Yeah, yeah, he's out of it. Yeah. He can't even get in the right direction. And Khrushchev just measuring him. Oh, punch right to the face. And notice Robert Gibson didn't take a flat back bump. He kind of crumpled. Yeah. Like actually happens, you know, when you get hit. Yeah. Well, he crumpled like he's exhausted. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. Both men double noggin knocker. Now you've created... An obstacle between Robert Gibson and Ricky Moore. Yes. And now, not only does he have to tag him, he's got to get past Ivan Koloff to do it. And I don't know that he will, but that's how you success. And you don't – here's how you can tell it's a hope spot. Yeah. Because you never take away the hot tag. If you, right. I get when when Robert finally makes the hot tag, he won't have thrown fifteen punches. He might he might look up and hit one move, and then he'll there will be an obstacle he'll have to get past to get to Ricky Moore. Right, right. So that Ricky gets the hot tag. Yes, and it, and it doesn't take away from it. I mean, there you, there you talked about the selling. He was just kicking his feet. You know, Crusher just got him into some kind of arm wrencher. Yeah. Uh-huh. Are too many rest holds in this match, <laughs> Yeah, they're resting. Boring. <laughs> See you, punk. I mean, this is high drama. And Ricky Morton's doing everything he can. Oh, he's losing his mind out there. I look forward to seeing the crowd reaction for this. Yes. I think we've talked about that. Many, many times. And I think, I mean, I, I think they knew this is, that was, was going to sound dumb when I said, but like, you can tell. There it is! <laughs> the hot tag. Drop kick. There's another drop kick. Oh, and then they. <laughs> <laughs> but now you can tell the pace of the match. It it got into another gear, mm-hmm. and now it's going to break loose, and everybody's in there. Wait a minute, what happened with? Oh, it's just it's breaking down. Oh, here we go. Oh, he threw him over the top rope, and now the crowd's like, "Oh, that should be a disqualification." But we don't want a disqualification because no, the know. title can't change hands on a D, on a DQ. Tommy Young got brutalized there. <laughs> and they're gonna they're gonna set him up for their the move. Here we go. There's that victory roll. Grabs him by the leg. Oh, and there I, it is. And Ivan Koloff can't believe it. I couldn't believe it either when I saw it. Look, I mean, look at the crowd. This is great. Oh, my goodness. They're losing their minds. And the the heel, re- I mean, everything makes it. And here comes Sam, Sam Houston, Houston, Manny Fernandez, 
Pez Watley, <laughs> Jimmy Valiant. <laughs> Jimmy Valiant. I mean, that, this is what I liked about Crockett is when there was like a major title change, everybody would rush the oh, ring. Yeah, they treated it like it like it mattered. And that right there made me a wrestling fan. Yes. It's still just as good today as it was then. Yes. There was not a. If you gave me the choice between watching that match once a year uh-huh. or watching one of those trios matches from that best of seven series between the elite and the death triangle, I'd watch that every time. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, I would. Um, I mean, countless people, that's what they point back to. Mm hmm. You know, people that lived in the South, what got you into wrestling? It was that match that hooked them. Uh-huh. And I would say, I mean, you're talking about a two-year run to sum- summer of 87 is war games. I guess it was summer of 88 when Arn and Tully left. Yeah. That's when the kind of thing. So you're talking about, man, a three-year period. Oh, yeah, man. That that, when I look back, man, that was the heyday of wrestling for me. Yeah. I mean, that's it. And I, and I enjoyed a little bit past that. I mean, I, I really liked um, when Flair turned babyface and joined up with Sting and they yeah. wrestled at JTEX Corporation. I, I liked a lot of that stuff, too. Yeah. Um, but you're absolutely right. I mean, from here... Up until, you know, late 88, early 89, man, that's the best. It's, it's never been as good to me again. And but, here you know, you got, then you realize maybe it's because I was 12. Right. Well, you got David Crockett, who is just can't oh. contain himself. <laughs> yeah. He's so happy. Yeah. Look at him. Look at him. Kick him. Kick him. Wait a minute. Kick him like a dog. Um. And Tony Schiavone, man, just, oh, man. And we got to do this, me and you. We got to do this right here. We got to live our, as much of our dream that it was, we got to do it. Yeah. Not a lot of people can say that. Yeah, man. I had fun. And, and I mean, I had two different areas where I got to do some cool stuff. So, yeah. You know? So, was there another time that someone debuted and won? And won I mean, seriously. Like, do you remember a time when someone debuted and their debut match, they won a title? Uh, okay. this That's a little unfair. Uh-huh. Because I understand they were debuting here. No, no. But that's they what had, I mean. Uh, debuting you know, in, in a promotion. I mean, I would have to think about that. I, you know, I'm. Yeah, dude, I would have to think about that because I, I Hulk Did... Hogan. I mean, Hulk Hogan debuted in WCW, and at his first match, he won the title. No, I mean that was the only other one that I was thinking of. Um, yeah, Flair didn't in WWF. Um, Certainly, if you go back and look, there have been people that were known to be stars. Yeah, and I think I'm gonna be honest with you. I ain't sure Honky Tonk Man didn't win inter- didn't win the TV title when he debuted in WCW. Huh? Because he was not there very long. Right. Right. Um, and I don't remember, but I remember him showing up, and it seemed like he might have been doing something with Johnny B. Bad, and maybe he beat Johnny B. Bad for the TV title or something. Huh. And uh, don't quote me on that because I could be wrong. Um, I think maybe an ECW. I'm sure it happened. But but okay, I get what you say. Yeah, I mean, I, this was just. I mean, it's just a big deal. Just a big. Yeah. Um, and even now going back and. Um. Even now, going back and and looking at it and realize, I didn't realize Dusty and Flair and Magnum that they were all talking during the show, being just pretty, pretty incredible. So, um, 
Any final thoughts on the match that got us into wrestling? No, I think at this point we've pretty much. Here's old Black Bart. Pretty much said everything. I don't know if we're on the same episode or if we. I don't know what happened. No, we're still on the same episode. The Rock and Roll Express. Manny Fernandez and Rick Rude. That was a good team. Those were. that. that was it the Awesome Twosome? Awesome Twosome, yeah. Rock and Roll Express versus Midnight Express Sunday. There's the still the. I want to watch this. I don't know that I've ever seen Rock and Roll Express versus the the British, British Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the Midnight at Rock and Roll from Mid South. That's down one. And the three. See where the picture of Cornette. Oh yeah, that's from Mid South. Um. That's the good stuff. That Road Warriors Midnight Express, I don't know if that's the one or not. There's one, you know, that turned the Midnight Express babyface and the Road Warriors heels because they, they beat them up so bad. Oh, really? Yeah, that was what started when they spiked Dusty. And oh. All that started from a Road Warriors Midnight Express match. Interesting. And the Road Warriors were extra rough on the Midnight Express. The, imagine that. Imagine they were so rough. The LOD versus the Rock. I didn't know yeah. that match had ever happened. Yeah, I want. This is five minutes. We got time. Can we watch this? I yeah. never. I didn't know this was a thing. Really? Never knew it. Huh? Yeah, they worked. I mean, been the eighties. I will not be seeing that. Creed three. I didn't see Creed. That's Sylvester two. Stallone's franchise. Have you followed any of that? Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, they pretty much. You know, did him dirty. Yeah, they don't want to pay him for the rights to use his characters that he created and stuff. I yeah, guess. and I'm a Stallone fan, so yeah. Uh, he hasn't he hasn't knocked this movie. It's more the producers that he's he's not really yeah. knocking Michael B. Jordan, but right. Yeah, they. Maybe I have seen this. Barry Wyndham. Barry Wyndham the Black. Yeah, this is when uh, NWA was. I'm surprised you hadn't because the NWA is. uh, You know, when when Shane Douglas won the NWA title, I think that was a that was a great opportunity for a relaunch of the NWA (laughs) if he had not thrown it in the trash can. Yeah. Does Hawk only have one? What in the world? This would have been a dream match in 1986. Yes. He does only have one. wonder if some, I can't. Maybe somebody shaved it. I can't remember. I don't remember. Oh, my. Imagine being Hawk and committing to that hairstyle. Yeah. I mean, that was a full time. He had to walk around like that all the time. That's why he wore a do-rag all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're going to make the tag right here, baby. Pucky, get in there. Oh, man. This is. Man, this is hard to. (laughs) It's hard to watch, isn't it? Yeah, this is when Cornette was leading a group of... Is this when, like, the Rock and Roll Express are supposed to be heels? Yeah, I think so. That was the thing. The NWA contingency from Smoky Mountain Wrestling was coming in to invade the WWE, if I'm not mistaken. Huh. Now, where's Sunny at? She's supposed to be out there, ain't she? She may be running around somewhere. I don't know. She's a dark side of the ring episode waiting to happen. Yeah, there's a lot there with her. She's a (laughs) (laughs) two-parter. She's one of very special episode to be continued. Dark side of the ring. (laughs) Oh, man. Sad, man. Sad story, dude. Really? Yeah. No, absolutely. Because, man, she she was gorgeous, man. Yeah. 
She was the most downloaded woman on the internet. That's what they say. They are cheating. The Rock and Roll Express, they're a bunch of cheaters. Far cry from the Rock and Roll Express we grew up on. Right. Oh, my. They're manhandling road warrior animal right now. <laughs> Did you ever now. think you'd hear anybody say Ricky Morton's manhandling road warrior animal? And now it's road warrior animal looking for the hot tag. <laughs> what the heck? What the heck? What bizarro world are we living in? And the hawk is trying to get the crowd fired up. What in the world? Hawk playing the role of Robert Gibson <laughs> with Robert Gibson across the ring. Here we go. Here's the hot tag. There it is. Look at Hawk jumping over the top rope. He is a house of fire. Okay, I'm doing commentary on this one. Rock and Roll Express just feeding Hawk. Golly, I've never seen anything like this. There's Barry Windham. Barry Windham, Double J, both of them go down. Uh-oh. You gotta be kidding me. Rick Morton <laughs> is going in the doomsday device. Holy crap, what a bump. Ah, Barry Windham. Barry calls. Windham has interfered and they were gonna get a causes a DQ. Yeah. Now we get Jim Cornette. What's he gonna do? This would have been one of those matches I wouldn't have been able to make any sense of on my spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have got stuck on it. What is this? Wait a minute. You mean to tell me Cornette was with the Rock and Roll Express? What was he doing with the Rock and Roll Express? Wait a minute. What's going on? And Barry Windham's got black <laughs> hair. He's calling himself a blackjack. What's going on? Now, that's how TV used to go. That was the end of a shot. Yeah. Excuse me, a shotgun Saturday night. Oh, man. Interesting. Well, I'm telling you, just uh, I have seen that Mid South. We're just listen, folks. We're just scrolling through here, and uh, we're just scrolling through YouTube right here. I'm I just Rock and Roll Express, so good, pretty good, yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Still going, still going today. Yeah, yeah. I think they're wrapping it up. This yeah. Year. Their Fair World Tour is in its second year, I think. Yeah, they're like, they're like Kiss, man. They've been on farewell Tour for a couple of years now. Right, right. Well, fans, that is, if you've ever wondered what got the Double Dropkick show started, it was that match right there. It will be linked in the show notes. You can watch along with us. Ricky Morton had that same haircut. He really has. <laughs> he has not had a haircut. He's had long hair mm -hmm. since 1980. Yeah. He's had a mullet. <laughs> he wore the mullet so long that the mullet came back in style. <laughs> <laughs> he wore a mullet through through some hard times, man. Right. right. <laughs> that mullet saw multiple presidencies. <laughs> it saw the Gulf conflict. <laughs> September 11th. <laughs> that mullet, Ricky Morton's mullet was there. For all of those things. And now the mullet is back in style. Yeah. Among children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a kid at church that's got a pretty nice mullet. As I told a 20-something-year-old I knew recently, I said, I got pictures of me with a mullet, too. The only difference is I was 11. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't a grown-up. So where we just watched... The Russians, Rock and Roll Express, Legion of Doom. I know we've talked about this before. Are there any current tag teams that we'll be talking about 20 years FTR. from now? Yeah. FTR. I think you'll be talking about the Briscoes. I think you'll yeah. be talking about the Young Bucks. Um, for good or bad. I mean, whatever yeah. you think about yeah. any of these teams, I, I think those three – um, definitely. There's not a lot of other like tag teams mm -hmm. that want to be tag teams, dress alike, you know, have have some, you know. Those are the three that stand out to me. Yeah. I'm sure I'm missing somebody. I'm a glaring omission. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think FTR, the Young Bucks, and um, the Briscoes. Um. At least, I mean, I know there's still some folks around on that, you know, 
that do things from time to time. I think I don't I don't know that the Dudleys do anything. Uh, but that's yeah. I mean I think they'll be talked about from that era. I right. think guys like the Dudleys and the Hardys um, hmm. are kind of associated with another era. Right. But from this era, that's the only three I can think of. Yeah. You don't think you think Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy will stand the test of time. Uh, they're done, man. They, yeah. they split up a while back, so yeah. no. No. Hookhausen are the best friends. Think about this. The double dropkick show has outlasted some of the greatest tag teams of all time. Yeah, there's there is our we've had a longer run than Crockett's heyday did. We're getting close. Our run's been longer than WCW's peak. Ninety six to oh one. Yeah. Better than longer than Smoky Mountain. Possibly longer than ECW. We're getting close to being longer than ECW. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's mind-boggling. We'll still be here when all when Conrad Thompson shuts down his podcast empire. We'll still be here. Yeah, we'll still be friends. Yeah. Um, longer than Hogan was done. In, involved in the main storylines in the WWF. Yeah. Yeah. We've outlasted Hogan as WWF champion. Yeah. Puts it in perspective. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It does. I think, anyway. I don't know the exact years. We'd have to look at the timetable. But. They haven't called me about WrestleMania weekend in the Hall of Fame. No. Who would induct us into the Hall of Fame? Who would be the person? Would it be Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson? I think it would have to be, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it would have to be. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm sure they'd have lots of kind things to say about us. (laughs) But if it wasn't them, if it was just like somebody, you know, who would it have to be? It'd be one of our patrons. I think it would have to be, right? I mean... Make up maybe it would either have to be Hofer or or Thomas, <laughs> you know. Uh, Hofer would be entertaining. Yeah. yeah, Hofer would be good. Hofer, if you're listening, keep your calendar open. Yeah, Thomas would bury us. He would. <laughs> These guys are terrible. <laughs> They're the drizzling crap. Yeah, that's right. You guys are killing the business. I can hear him now. <laughs> the business that I love. I can hear him now. Oh, man. Well, hey, uh, doubledropkick.com. If you found this, maybe you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're on all the podcast platforms. Here's what we need you to do. I hadn't asked this in a long time. Of course, when we first started this, it was on iTunes podcast. And Sp- Spotify didn't even exist when we started. Yes, it did. Did it? Yeah. Well, anyway. I'm pretty sure it did. I don't know. But anyway, it, I don't know if that they had podcast. Yeah, they may not. It was hard to get a podcast. It was, you had to try to get a podcast. Like, you had to jump through hoops to get well, it Well, that's because a lot of their podcasts are, are they pay the hosts correct correct uh, obviously rogan but there's another one i used to listen to called last podcast on the left and they went exclusive to spotify for a well, while well i mean what i mean is to even you had to upload it and you had to get the feed and you had to but now there's apps you record it on your phone boom podcast um, really oh yeah i trust you i have yeah, all my other podcasts are on that app. But the Double Dropkick show is important enough where I pay for the hosting. Really? And that's how I know we have almost 85,000 downloads and fans all around the world. I pay for the statistics. Huh. Uh, the only statistic we need to see fans is, uh, my whole point was, used to be you subscribed and you downloaded. Now, you got to hit that plus button to follow us. And then you download it, and uh, huh. it's a it's a good thing. So we're back. We're recording a lot of episodes. We're probably going to do one or two more today, and then I'm and Mark's yawning, and I'm yawning. We might not have any more episodes in us. 
that coffee, the five <laughs> cups of coffee is five cups of coffee is wearing off. I need one in Monster Energies, boy. I think I got one in the car, maybe. Anyway, we appreciate your support. We're glad to be back. Glad to be watching some good wrestling together. And uh, we thank you for your support. Double Drop Kick Show, better than ever. And I'm Heath Mulliken. And I'm Mark Whitman. And that's it this week, fans. So long for now.